Nation. The movie guys love movies. Any comments about the new film whose name should not be spoken aloud in a theater are purely for entertainment purposes only. Isn't that right? Um, Gem and the Holograms? No, it begins with an M. Mordecai? Please to explain. Macbeth. Ah. Oh. Macbeth the opens Dutch this week. Play. There's a Macbeth in theaters? There is. Michael Fassbender and Marion Cotillard hmm. are starring as uh, Mr., I guess, and Lady. <laughs> <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? Uh, yeah, I don't know if it's any good. There's no Kenneth Branagh to be seen, so who knows? Usually his name's on one of those deals. Shakespeare movie. I'd watch Fastbender do some Shakespeare. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Who's watching the twenty f- other Macbeths that have been made and says, um, "You know what? I got a, I got a twist I, here. I got one on Orson I thi- Welles. I think I know what I. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm, we. I know what we need here. The only people that really watch those movies are theater majors that are in a hurry and have no time to read it. <laughs> We've theater all been majors there. in a hurry. Yeah, or somebody who's supposed to be doing it in high school and then you watch the wrong one where they change stuff a little they bit. Skip Act Three. Yep. Yeah. To prove your point, we're not covering it this week. <laughs> Welcome to the Movie Showcast, hey. everybody. Part of the vast and sprawling Movie Guys empire. Brought to you by the American Express card. Don't steal home without it. You've reached ground zero for all things movies and comedy. We bring the two together right here on our show every week with jokes, rants, sketches, characters, banter, bits, special guests, and more as we broadcast from our studio, the Admirals Club, in the heart of Burbank Airport's flyover zone. They don't stop making movies, so we don't stop making comedy shows about movies, which means you can get a new show every week at themovieguys.net, as well as iTunes, also SoundCloud, Stitcher, Vimeo, YouTube, Player.fm, TuneIn.com, etc. Paul, are we on vinyl? <laughs> we are not mm. necessarily on vinyl. Not yet. yet. We, we will be it. archived on vinyl. It's very hip. Uh, and there's no charge for you, so please check us out, leave a review, rate us, all that stuff. We appreciate it. And if you do all of that, still... Paul, that sounds like a lot of entertainment that I probably should be charged for. <laughs> you won't be, Bart. No? You won't be. Oh, still free. We're also on Why? WBAD.net Fridays at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific. Basically, search the movie guys on Bing, Yahoo, or Google. 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 And we come right up. I'm your host for the hardest working comedy show in the airwaves, Paul Preston, here with Adam Witt. Uh, you may run like maze, but you hit like shit. There. It's a major league reference. It right back, back at you, Paul. Uh, one for one. Karen Volpe. <laughs> I'm going to activate your dental plan. Oh, very nice. And the return of Bart Caius. I don't remember a movie where Meg Ryan meets a guy with poison ivy up his ass. <laughs> Our guest all show long has recently co-starred on the TV shows Life in Pieces, Veep, and The Mindy Project, and has been seen in films such as Hitman, Agent 47, hmm. Get Hard, and can currently be seen in one of my favorite scenes of the Brian Cranston vehicle, Trumbo, Dan Bacadol. Hey. Thank you. Very, very funny, very talented, Dan Bacadol. Were you a hitman or you were in hitman? Oh no no, I was in. Or were you hit? Were you killed? I was hit. You got killed? I'm not going to tell you I got killed. I got hit. Who knows if I got if I die or not? Somebody has to do research. You weren't 46 or 48. No no no. No. 12. He was 12. Look at him. Pitting all the 40s against each other. I I played the uh, the uh, the head of security at the American Embassy. How'd that go? Spoiler alert: Colonel (laughs) Sanders. Really? <laughs> no joke. <laughs> I'm not sure it was on purpose either. Uh-oh. They just put Sanders on the nameplate, but then your rank was also colonel. They make him a colonel. All right. What's the name? I don't know. Sanders. Who cares? Action. Oh. Action. Oh. Action. Oh. All right. Did you guys notice this name tag? It says Colonel Sanders. 
and, and we shot the film in Berlin. So it was oh, like, wow. what? What is this meaning? It doesn't matter. To oh me. yeah, what are you about? it doesn't matter. <laughs> I would get a Jared Subway joke more. I do not. <laughs> we do not have that here. Uh-huh. <laughs> so as ever, we will provide you with movie previews, prepping you for what's new coming up in the multiplex. Don't hit the theaters till you check in with us every week. We'll give you the lowdown on what's new. And after one. some jam-packed weeks lately, Hollywood's taking it easy with only one major release. Krampus. <laughs> a holiday horror film based on ancient Alpine folklore. <laughs> or the kind of movie my dad calls, the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> survive Christmas with 12 people stuck in a house with no heat and no electricity. Or food. There's plenty of leftovers, Howard. Beer it is. It's the weirdest thing. There's no cars, no people. How long can this keep up? And that's no doubt when Krampus mm-hmm. visits this unsuspecting group of people in I the woods. I was thinking the same thing. How long can this keep up? When that <laughs> trailer was going. You have a different uh, I'm not as take. excited about it, yeah. yeah. Uh, then obviously you didn't see the clip of the Krampus chasing the girl because the Krampus looks amazing. And oh, yeah. oh, I haven't they're, seen they're, that they're yet. They're, 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 out there. they're keeping the Krampus as shielded as Mark Hamill. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we, we don't know what either looks like. Yeah, no, I do no. like the fact that his you can see the horns and the way they write Krampus. I think that's cool. Yeah, I think it, I think Krampus is is goat boy in a Santa costume. <laughs> I think you might be right. He has the hooves. Right? Yeah. Comes, so it is a is it Brewer? Is that, is yeah, Jim Brewer. Yeah, Brewer. If Here he, he shows up, I want to see it. Krampus yeah, Brewer. <laughs> uh, but just to let you know, it's a huge weekend if you count you know, the, the limited releases, which we aren't. But that would include The Lady in the Van. Oh, is that the sequel to M. Night Shyamalan's? <laughs> uh, the Lady, Lady in the, the Lake Lake. No. and the Water. This is Miss Shepard, a vagrant woman, parks her decrepit van outside a man's house and stays living there for 15 years. He eventually allows her to park her vehicle in his drive, sparking an oft-strained relationship, which ends when she dies in 1989. <laughs> Taken from All right. their description. All I know is they must not have street cleaning. <laughs> yeah. That's all I heard well, when you said that. Well, it's not going to get you out of the driveway. You can stay in the driveway. But Look at our was... neighbors. Yeah. <laughs> all right, guys. We got the movie shot. We got the lady in the van and everything. All right, so we've got to look for a title. All right, so the first thing I think of, of course, is the lady in the van. But anybody else around the room? <laughs> yeah, we'll go with that. <laughs> you would Colonel think Sanders. the relationship Action. would get strained when the shitter's full. No? <laughs> Shitter was uh, full. The letters also opening as told through personal letters Mother Teresa wrote over the last 40 years of her life. Reveal a troubled and vulnerable woman who grew to feel an isolation and an abandonment by God. Yeah, most of these letters were the uh, to the publisher's clearinghouse. She was railing against <laughs> never having one. Not her best years for letter no, writing. No. <laughs> I, under- I understand it originally uh, got an NC-17 rating because of the content of the letters. She was really angry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she, could, she could curse a storm, I tell you. Yeah. You know, that would make an interesting musical. So again, these are the movies we're not covering. <laughs> not covering. Christmas Eve. When a power outage traps six different groups of New Yorkers inside elevators on... This isn't a bit, by the way. These what? Are, okay. Okay. Oh. That sounds like a bunch these of... These are movies yeah. we're not covering. When a power outage traps six different groups of New Yorkers inside elevators on Christmas Eve, they find that laughter, romance, and a little holiday magic will get them through and change their lives in unexpected ways. And Xanax. We'll and what's that through. called? Christmas Eve. Okay, we've shot think, the movie. We don't a have a title. I'm going elevator. <laughs> Which would make you think it's another one of those Gary Marshall Valentine's Day, New Year's Eve movies. Yeah, where you have all these different celebrities stuck in elevators. There's still a bunch of celebrities, but it's no no Gary Marshall. Hey, uh, six single locations. I yeah, admire the filmmaker. Like, he, I, something hassle-free. That same yeah. set, actually. I'm sorry. Same set. Six yeah. different groups of people. Uh, I gotta kind of go admire that. You know. One single. There's one guy by himself. Right. <laughs> Nothing happens. They cut to him every now and then just He's to just keep it honest. He's just jacking off. Yeah. yeah. He just looks around just no trying to... lonely Christmas. Thumb over the... 
<laughs> camera. That really would put such a point on like the other ones. Like, there's probably a relationship, and these two people are like, oh, we, we, we were going to get divorced, but now we're stuck in the elevator, and they just cut to a guy jacking off. <laughs> again and again. And again, every oh, time. And you know how sometimes they have ads in the elevator, so everybody else doesn't have, oh. but he has like a Victoria's Secret model in his, so he's just like, mm, all right. That loop it's of a, Fox News just repeating the same thing. Oh, that's awesome. It's uh, Patrick Stewart's in it. And, oh, uh, wow. he's, I, he probably plays like the like narrator or something. Uh, Chirac or Chirac. I believe oh, yeah. it's Chirac. Women abstain from sex to persuade their significant others to end gang violence in Chicago. It's Lissa Strada by yeah. Spike Lee. This um, is this looks like classic Spike Lee, right? This is like she's got to have it, Spike Lee, right? There's a girl, women using sex to, you know... To control the men, to stop them from, you know, it's... Chicagoans are apparently upset, though, that it, like, trivializes... They think it trivializes their situation where there's just rampant gang violence all (laughs) over the place. Like, we're reeling a little bit from the San Bernardino thing today. Apparently in Chicago, like, every day with this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Wow. Crazy. Funny stuff. Funny, funny stuff. I brought it down. Funny comedy show. Dan, we are so glad we could get you here today. we're not covering it. Too bad. We're covering Krampus. Krampus. Which is hard to say without giggling. Funny title? Yeah. Yeah, in fact, screw these other movies I was going to mention. Yeah, screw those guys. All right, so let's go on with the show. And that's the indie report. See, we broke him. Actually, before we get to Krampus, we should do something we do here from time to time, and that's talk movie news. Oh, good. That's important. News happened? Well, we talk more, it seems, about the movies themselves, right? And I kind of appreciate that we do that on the show. But every now and then, we chime in on movie news with a segment we like to call The Latest. Okay, so what is shaking and baking in Hollywood? Let's round table well, the it. Move to just make that sexy. Like I don't think we go sexy. Yeah, with why this not? One. <laughs> First up, there's a new record holder for most viewed movie trailer in one day Whoa, on what? YouTube. That goes to Captain America: Civil War, which racked up 61 million views on YouTube the same Damn. day it was released. The previous champ, Avengers: Age of Ultron, which th- saw 34 million views in a day, so it uh, near almost doubled. Hmm. Pretty impressive numbers. Someone alert the U.S. Treasury to start printing more money. Bart? Yes, Paul, 61 million YouTube views sounds impressive for a comic book superhero movie, but that's only because in the middle of it, they put three seconds of a cat playing a piano. Never underestimate how stupid the internet is. Indeed. Karen? Warner Brothers reacted the same way they always do with every Marvel Studio trailer, by releasing another minute of Batman vs. Superman. There are two more tra- Marvel trailers away from having released... All of Batman versus Superman. Par for the course. Mm-hmm. Adam? And of course, uh, 20th Century Fox responded the way they always do, by canceling a Fantastic Four movie. That is a fact. <laughs> <That is> Discuss. <laughs> I had no idea this was, uh, I am not one of the 61 million. You Except, didn't watch it? Well, they got me once, they told me that 61 million people watched it. I said, well, I got to see what's going on. Now they got 61 million and one. Yeah, I watched it today, too, because Paul made me so I didn't be able to talk about this bit. Yeah. And I love Iron Man, and I always have, but I don't think this trailer um, but they're fighting in this one yeah about what i couldn't i figure don't that know out. it's like uh, i can tell you what each abusive other. superhero power yeah abusive superhero power yeah. do they go too far in overreaching like in saving the world or whatever was, know, this, right? was this a worldwide thing the 61 million yeah. View, worldwide yeah. yeah so the rest of the world cares that much about captain america it was probably mostly so, the united states yeah, i'm sure gonna, it wasn't <laughs> mostly china china really yeah. is like, into oh, our entertainment china already has the whole movie yeah. yeah, China's already watched it. <laughs> they already downloaded it. That's a good point. Yeah. 
Uh, I, when I met, wasn't that I don't want to see the movie because I, I think it's going to be great because oh, I love. Everybody wants to see yeah. this movie. I but think. I don't think the trailer did <laughs> no. anything new and exciting mm-hmm. for me. Like just watching it, it wasn't. I don't know. Just the way it was put together, it just seemed like, hey, here's these guys. They don't get along. They fight. Watch this movie. It seemed like a normal trailer. <laughs> I really feel like, honestly, I'm the guy that's not going to see this. Really? I feel like these movies have become like uh, McDonald's toys, where it's mm-hmm. like, what what toy are we going to do now? I don't know. What What's the latest movie? Black well, let's Panther. make this. Okay, we'll do the Black Panther <laughs> toys for for McDonald's. I, I just don't see the point behind any of it anymore. That- there used to be something unique happening. With the superhero films, and now it's like, well, these things sell like crazy. That's why we're doing it, and there's no longer anything unique. I I'll go it. not see this with you. Thank you. <laughs> that would be a great That'll point, guys. The, the except two of us. Guardians of the Galaxy throws a lot of monkey wrenches in your argument there. That's a completely different, very entertaining original movie. Yeah, but we're talking about a, a mostly animated. That's a mostly animated film with mostly animated three of the main characters. Automatically think, a negative. No, I'm oh, saying okay. that that to me automatically made me go. I'll go see that. Raccoon with a machine gun? Well, I'm yeah. in. <laughs> a tree? <laughs> kicking ass? I'm going. I also um, don't think that they would put those characters in McDonald's Happy Meals. So a I raccoon? Think, yeah. think no, that's what they make the Happy Meal out of. Oh, right. okay. Raccoon. But I also feel like it was, it was a thing where it's like uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, for guys like myself that weren't uh, readers of comics, I'd never heard of Guardians of the Galaxy. So it, to me, it seemed like an original idea. It seemed like an original idea as opposed to Captain America, who I've heard of for the entirety of my life. And I just kind of go like, another one? Didn't they just have two already? And now there's a third one? And they had two Avengers movies and a Thor and another Thor it's kind of like Fast and Furious. So you start getting confused. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's. I think we're just catching up because I think uh, superhero movies would have always existed from the beginning of time of movies, except for we couldn't do it. Now we can. Now yeah. we have the technology they to did. do it. They, they were. They were. They were Humphrey Bogart movies. <laughs> 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 there is an end game though. There's something ah. called the Avengers: Infinity War. It'll be a two-part movie. How does that, the Infinity War the... have an end to it, Paul? Just, yeah. <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> Part one, Thank Infinity you. War. Part one. That's actually Thank you, Bart. That, that's actually the name of the first. <laughs> Never-ending story. Part two. Some of these titles just don't make sense. <laughs> you were saying, yeah. Well, that no, that's so you can see it coming. You know, whether they have adventures beyond that, I don't know. But this is all these characters are being introduced to lead to the Infinity War. It's amazing. They've created a season of television in two-hour movies. You know, they're they're coming up to the finale, season finale of you know ten, yeah, we're, we're ten past, years of movies. Yeah, we're past the mid-season. <laughs> Finale, right? And we're yeah. into like the second half of the year, yeah. And working up to the finale. But yeah. boy, how have they stolen? I mean, I feel so bad for uh, DC and Warner Brothers. Although, you know, I mean, I'm I'm gonna go see Batman fight Superman. But it's so funny that obviously they threw Batman and Superman together because of the success of the Avengers and the very timid people at uh, Warner Brothers DC I had a lot of trouble getting superhero movies off the ground obviously Green Lantern and for years there was false starts on Superman and 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 uh, so as soon as as soon as Marvel basically gave them permission to just make a goddamn superhero movie they just went okay we'll do Batman Superman Wonder Woman okay I mean it's so funny they were given permission by Marvel but the excitement of, ooh, Superman and Batman fighting in a movie has just had the piss completely taken out of it because you're like, ooh, Captain America and Iron Man, who I've seen in more movies as opposed to this one that's been advertised for three yeah, years. Yeah, but they, 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 there's no comparison. I mean, again, as, as someone who's completely ignorant of comics, yeah. you can't compare the visibility of a Superman and a Batman yeah. to Captain America and, and Iron Man. Captain America well, and Iron can. Man were like a group, part of a group. Yeah. And... 
Batman was Batman. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe Robin was along and Superman was Superman. Yeah. So to have those two clashing, to me, I think that's the only one of the last 10 years, with the exception of, of the Guardians of the Galaxy, of these comic book films that I went, yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, I think I'd like to see that. On the yeah, DC yeah. train. Very nice. Yeah, well, only because I look at it and I think, well, those two are, are I mean, to me, the, the other, the whole Avengers thing, look, we grew up watching the superheroes in the Hall of Justice. I mean, yeah. it was a Saturday Super morning. Friends. It was a Saturday. Yes, it was a Saturday morning staple. Uh, again, I'm showing my ignorance here, but it, it's a thing where I just don't feel like there's this. I don't. Know, I'm shocked. I guess that's what I want to say. 61 million viewers. I am absolutely shocked. Well, the buildup has been impeccable to this moment. You know, the, the buildup to Civil War or the buildup to Avengers uh, Infinity War. I mean, it's just been very masterful. This this the buildup to the Avengers was masterful. You know, and a lot of gambles there. Thor was a gamble. I mean, when they made Iron Man, the very first Iron Man, there was all kinds of things like, oh, this is an obscure character. Marvel's got nobody but obscure characters. They're going to lose this battle to try and start their own studio. Uh, but they built it and built it and built it. So that's pretty. They're bringing back William Hurt from The Incredible Hulk, the Ed Norton version. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> to be in this. Uh, Civil War movie. I mean, yeah. they just, they don't, that movie was considered probably one of their lesser efforts, but they're like, screw it, we're bringing him back and we're sticking him in this movie now. I, I didn't realize. The confidence sure. is outrageous. They probably just have some sort of uh, lease on his contract. They have to <laughs> I'll, t- I'll, t- fulfill. T- I'll, t- I'll tell you how impressive this feat is. Of this table, only one of us, or two of us, I guess, is interested in seeing this movie, and we just talked about it for 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, but I had to, because Paul said, watch this so we can discuss it. Because I really knew nothing about like it. It's like Iron Man. Devices. I do, but I'm just saying it, it somehow didn't hit my radar Devices, somehow. like Civil War. I don't know how. 61 million Man. sounds like a big number. What? Until what you realize. It's just China. here is failure to communicate. Guns and Roses, Civil War. <laughs> <laughs> Next story. Dan, the music fan. I think also Football a, to the uh, Groin got 41 million. Go ahead. <laughs> also in the news. Cat That's playing true. piano. Same number. Hit. Still, yeah. still didn't take out uh, Gangnam Style. There you go. Also oh, in the that news. new song I saw. That's horrible. Yes, it is. Oh, my God. Okay, anyway. Uh, just then, jumping on the Gangnam Style train? No, Psy has a new song about oh. your daddy. I got my body from my daddy. It's Gangnam Style again. It's, it's, it's horrid. Dad body. Dad body. Yeah, it's awesome. Dad body. Is what? I'm so glad he did that, speaking up for all of us. Wow. Dad's Dad body. body. That touches him. Thank you, Cy. That and almonds, right? I didn't need an almond commercial. Standing up for those. Yep. Pistachios. <laughs> also in the news, the new film. The new film, Gods of Egypt, features, uh, I'm going to have trouble with this name, Nikolaj Coster Waldau from Game of Thrones. That sounds good. Gazoon. Brenton Thwaites and Gerard Butler. That's a Dane, an Aussie, and a Scot. Three whiter-than-white dudes to play the gods of Egypt. So close on the heels of whitewashing Exodus, Gods, and Kings with Christian Bale and Joel Edgerton, director Alex Proyas has already come forward months mm. before the film's release to apologize for the casting snafu of all white guys. <laughs> I'd like to apologize for a movie that won't be released He already did that. Thoughts, Karen? White, like, and Egyptian. Whitewash. It's the color all movies will be wearing this season. And every season. True. Adam? Uh, the studio said they'll dim the bulb in the movie projectors to give the characters a more authentic look. And, you know, it's the best they can do at this point. Mm-hmm. Is it? Bart? <laughs> Gods of Egypt without any Egyptians in it? I'm sorry, Paul. What's next? They want Charlton Heston to play a Mexican. Oh, good to see you. <laughs> Hit your Ed Wood drop it already. <laughs> so early in the show Discuss. and we've done it. Yes. Shoehorn. How, I, I love how they're apologizing for the mistake as if no one noticed that there were all I'd... these white guys. Hey, now that you pointed it out, you're right. Oh, God, the casting happened when I wasn't looking because it's not a process or anything. Where Look, I don't, see color. I don't see color when I audition. <laughs> Sorry. Have you seen the trailer? The star is special effects. 
Yeah, <laughs> it's it's loincloth swords and and what and throngs of people. Swords right? and sandals. Swords and sandals. Yeah. yeah. Spoiler alert: They wear sandals. <laughs> yeah. I'm just surprised they went the Gerard Butler route on it. I mean, I, obviously they're going to whitewash it because they're they're going to think, well, we want to sell tickets again and. They're going to try to use faces. I'm just surprised they used Gerard Butler. Yeah, not Hugh At Jackman, this point, I would right? think, yeah. oh, why didn't you go with Jack? John Ham? he's not working right now. Right? He's, he's pretty white. Oh, he's I'd love to white. see him. He's just a- as white as you are. <laughs> Let's get him in a loincloth, too. We might hey, have an ooh, accident. Yeah, but- there you go. I might have an accident. You want him to poop him his loincloth? No, I want, I want his Gross. schlong to come out the bottom. Oh, his boner. That, that Giant boner. Oh, a if boner. You've heard it, Karen knows all about John. I'm Hammond. just saying he has three legs. Rumors, but I've heard his boner is historically A loincloth may not contain John. <laughs> <laughs> or if he shits himself, I'm into that. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> Whatever, John. It's, I've it's learned fine. a little something Gosh, about sorry. Karen today. Dan, I'm calling you different names. No, I got no, excited. you're thinking of John. I think it's John. St- hot, Stop. yeah. He's I just shouting John, John Ham's Ham's name out. Yeah. John Ham shit himself. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Universal is looking to reboot The Mummy and considered to star as none other than one of the biggest movie stars of all time, Tom Cruise. Thoughts? I suppose we should go to Bart. As you should. And just when you thought The Mummy couldn't be saved as a franchise. This is a very obvious choice for Tom. Another obvious choice is The Wolfman, the next James Bond, or the Shark in Jaws remake because Tom Cruise can play anything. Or at least he should play everything. (laughs) Naturally. Karen? You know, he could be considered for the role of the mummy. That's how good Tom Cruise is. But I assume he's up for the Brendan Fraser type role. I could also see him as the mummy, though, because look how well Tom Cruise is preserved after all these years. Nice. Adam? Mm-hmm. Scientology joke. Sorry, this joke, like the movie, is still in its early stages. Okay. That was good, we'll Adam. On. That was Discuss. really nice. <laughs> but isn't, I mean, can't you say you're in the talks with, you're in talks with Tom Cruise about everything? What, what does yeah. in the talks mean? Well, he was in talks for A Man from U.N.C.L.E. for a long time, and then it never oh, went forward. Movie. Yeah, never went forward. Yeah. I mean, technically, in the talks, I think means somebody said, "Hey, what about Tom Cruise?" That's right. 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 Ooh, let's tell yeah, right. I like it. I like it. He'd be great someone, in this. Someone was dropping off coffee at the time and went, "Ah," and told someone else. We're not talking to Tom Cruise. We're talking about Tom Cruise. Well, you know oh, what? Okay. Um, I was thinking Tom Cruise could be one of our guests next week. Good idea. Why don't you get Tom Cruise We're on the show? Talks. We're in talks. We're in talks. I think uh, that press release. Up. Who, 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 it's great. Who should we have play the guy who masturbates in the elevator? Well, I'd yeah. like to get Tom Cruise. <laughs> We're in talks. <laughs> Now, I had, I had heard a story. I had heard a story that I've repeated several times, oh, so I hope it's somewhat true. I hope. When uh, being John Malkovich was being pitched and and and, uh, and being talked about, talked about, sure, talked about, um, bandied about. The I think number- they use, the industry term is bandied. <laughs> but go ahead. When that was being shopped around is the phrase I was looking yes. for. When they were shopping that script around, the number one reco- the number one comment on it was, "This is a great script. Is there any chance we can call it being Tom Cruise?" Yes. Wow. yes, that's true story. Is that yes. true story? Okay. Yes, zero chance. <laughs> zero chance. That's our chance, Mike. You're fired. <laughs> well, that's the last time I bandy about your office. You're yeah. damn right it is. Get out of here, Mike. Take your stapler and go. You sort of sound like Harrison Ford. Do I? Yeah. Oh, my God. That was so cool, dude. I got to start over in life. That was awesome. <laughs> Use that to my advantage. Give yeah. us a little, uh, you find this man. Give me Oh. See? Oh, you find this man. You, oh no! See, I can't. That's it's the that's, oh, it's the fine. it's the thinking sound he makes. Sounds like Harrison Ford. Laugh it up, laugh it up, fuzzball. Right? No, see, it doesn't. Uh, no, see, it falls apart. Oh, if you do wow. it when you don't know you're doing no, it, we'll point it out again. I do a good Odenkirk when I'm not paying attention to. Ah, apparently, ah, that's, that's great. Good. Yeah. 
All right, on our final news story, Mad Max Fury Road was named the best film of the year by the National Board of Review. Wow. Every year they chime in very early and usually with an eclectic decision like last year's A Most Violent Year hmm. and other uh, winners like Her and Moulin Rouge. This year they went with a very well-reviewed, but at first glance not stuffy enough for awards season, Mad Max Fury Road. Adam? Really? A body of critics voted Grumble's McShoot and Scowl Best Picture despite a total lack of autistic Holocaust AIDS babies? I'm as shocked as you. <laughs> Bart? Movie critics are so awesome and important and respectable. Oh, I'm sorry. I was just translating the Latin around their seal. <laughs> I'm not sure I can take a bunch of critics who looked at the last three weeks of the year that includes Star Wars The Force Awakens and said, nah, we're good. Karen? <laughs> Paul, this is the first flaming guitarist to receive such an honor since that guy from Winger. True enough. Discuss. <laughs> Where's Winger's Geico commercial? <laughs> yeah. I that, love that commercial. That one with Europe. I don't care how many times God. I play it and I always enjoy it. I love the lady. She has her coffee and she's just wiggling her hips. And she's just looking at them like she's going to eat them up. Oh, I love it. The thing I admire about the Geico commercials, if we could just avoid this topic, I, I know, guess, we totally uh, is like the, the final countdown, that's an Arrested Development joke. Right, the, yeah. the, the, the right. That's kind of like, but to, you know, for the, for them to just be like, well, let's take that. Let's that gets a good laugh. Let's do that. It's I don't know. It's so. Uh, I guess I would just go. Eh, it's, that's somebody else's joke, kind of using that as a yeah. reference. I guess I don't know. Or maybe yeah. Cut that Look, part. Or have they been a joke since want, the '80s? I don't like want to be it. a dick about this, but Kip Winger was a bass player. Oh, oh, oh thank oh. you. Sorry. Technically sorry. a guitar, though, right? It's a guitar. No, but Type that's not the kind of guitar bass, he was playing man, in Max I will take that mistake to have Dan back at all know that much about Winger on our show. It's yeah. embarrassing. <laughs> hey, at the time, I was only 17. <laughs> uh, I remember uh, Butthead, on Beavis and Butthead, his description of Kip Winger was, his teeth are whiter than white. I was enjoyed. Well, if you don't think the difference between a guitarist and a bassist matters, ask the girl waking up with the bassist. Oh, I, think it, I think it does matter. That's, that's why, what I'm saying. It's that's just, oh, fuck. I, I fucked the no, bassist. No, no, no. That's what, that's what Dan's saying. You're yes, agreeing. Yeah. Agreed. I'm agreeing. We agree. Yeah, no one ever agrees with him, so I don't know if you should get too excited. Wow, this is good. No. Adam, would you pick Mad Max Fury Road Best Picture of the Year right now? Best Picture of the Year? Uh, it's up there. That's a damn fine film. That's an amazing film, actually. You know, when I when I think about that movie, I need to watch it a few more times. But the visuals of like that the 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 the, the flaming guitarist thing that like is the most metal visual. I mean, in a very literal way, also. But like that movie is super metal. It's it's a yeah. badass movie. It's really cool. Are they trying to make a point with their choices, or are they because. I don't know who the National Board of Review... They, they're they're they like could, a critics board. Well, they could very easily be a medical board, too. Yeah, I mean, that's like, true. That's true. <laughs> they, they review just, medical equipment. <laughs> aspirin! The medicine of the year! It'd be so great. They review everything. <laughs> yeah, they ah, just damn, that, that use of that bone saw in that one scene. <laughs> ah, that's the best movie yet! Cucumbers, vegetable of the year. Put <laughs> <laughs> it out there, National Board of Review. I think Wallace and Gromit was the best film of the year. No, not Wallace. No. What was it? Sean the Sheep. Sean the Sheep. Sean the Sheep. I'm not kidding. Sheep. No, I, I, I I'm love, not kidding. I can't believe I missed yeah, that because hell of a I film. love yeah. Aardman. I, can't I have, to, oh, I have to go see all this shit. Yeah. Uh, but that was one that I went, I can't believe how much I'm giggling like a little girl in here. <laughs> well, that's, that's great. I mean, but Now, do you have to go see like uh, Hotel Transylvania 2? Because yes, you have kids, you yes, have to go I see that, to right? See it's that. in theaters. You got it. Yeah. It's a kid's movie. They just put out the Annie Award nominations as well for animation. And Sean the Sheep beat out. 
Hotel Transylvania, it, Minions, all oh, the big good. money makers okay. for a nomination. Out, it should beat out even the you know Pixar wins every year. Yeah. Of all this and as good as Inside Out was, and I hate to hijack this whole thing talking about kids movies all of a sudden, but oh, I got I got two kids and that's all I got. Um, <laughs> but two kids all at once, right? Sean the sheep, yeah, two kids all at once, all at once, right? <laughs> Um, I think the there's something else in there. Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait a minute. No, no. Wait, wait. We're going to shoot this. Put him in an elevator. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Uh, other news stories, what they're casting Han Solo for a uh, origin story movie, I guess. Or yeah, they said 2,500 actors they've looked at. Yeah. And, Ooh, uh, Shia LaBeouf's available. Uh, <laughs> he's a genius, I swear. Didn't he just do the thing where he watched all of his movies and webcast it? I've yeah. watched some of them. And we, he, paid, it, we paid attention. Yeah. I know. I think I think he's a genius. he's like one of my favorite things going. It's, uh, he's so entertaining. I just I, he's I, up there with Yoko, right? He's such a Yoko. <laughs> <laughs> he is though. That's yes. so accurate. Would it, we have been there if it, if he did that? Oh yes. yes, yes, yes. We've gone to watch yes. watch yes. Transformers. Oh my god, yes. I love it. I don't understand what's happening. He must be a genius. Yes. <laughs> hey, I grew up with a Yoko fan. My mom was a Yoko mm-hmm. fan. And I had, was a littered correspondence with Yoko, uh-huh. actually, crazily enough. Wow. wow. So I've always had this sort of like, all right, I have to figure out what's going on with this. Like, like not getting Yoko was a national pastime uh, for a while there. But, but yeah, he is a Yoko. And then Anne Hathaway is pregnant. Bart? I think our child is going to be gorgeous. (laughs) (laughs) All right, that's the latest, everybody. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because you can't have two amazingly good-looking people having sex. Just got to get an ugly person and a pretty person. You know, I love Billy Joel, but he, um, that poor little girl. She, her mom is that supermodel. What's her name? Christy Brinkley. Christy Brinkley. Brinkley. And she looks like Billy Joel. That's too bad. bad. That's really snake bad. eyes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rolled that dice and it came uh, up snake eyes. And like you know, looking at both of them, you're like, son of a bitch. And and uh, speaking of which, Rumor Willis unfortunately looks like both of them. Yeah, it's like it's like it's a Conan other. O'Brien when they melded bit. Like, <laughs> 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 if they made it, right? Or whatever yeah, if they made it. All right, well, let's get to our, our big movie of the, uh, of the week. <laughs> this holiday season, what do you get for the goth who has everything? Krampus. Oh. Here's a holiday tale that will make your heart grow two sizes after it's been pulled from your living chest. <laughs> Bart, let's talk about it. You better watch out. You better not cry. You better not pout. I'm telling you In Krampus. That ought to do it. The weather outside isn't the only thing that's frightful, mm. and the fire is only too delightful to the mythical Christmas creature that's using it to burn your flesh. <laughs> you know, the idea of someone knowing when you're sleeping and knowing when you're awake hasn't been this scary since a priest sang that song to me. Oh. It's a Horrible Life starts out like a familiar Christmas tale. A young couple, David and Sarah, played by Adam Scott of Parks and Recreation, and Tony Collette of Respectable Acting Career. <laughs> Decide to host the family yeah, for Christmas Eve. I don't know how that happened. Yeah. Can I refill your eggnog for you? Get you something to eat? Drive you out to the middle of nowhere? Leave you for dead? No, I'm doing just fine, Clark. <laughs> <laughs> a little boy loses faith in the true spirit of Christmas. That, of course, being a fat stranger breaking into your house and leaving you gifts. Sure. And so, in a fit of defiance, he shreds his letter to Santa and throws it out in the window into the cold night air, unwittingly summoning the demonic force known as Krampus. Mm. 
Uh, you know, Paul, just once I wish somebody would wittingly do something. Yeah, maybe the end of movies. Yeah. <laughs> like a true holiday classic. <laughs> Is there more there? <laughs> the festivities. But I digress. Of course. <laughs> Like you may, you don't have to. Digression is completely on you. You don't okay. have to call out your digressions. We got it. <laughs> we know. Like a true, <laughs> like a true holiday classic. The festivities soon devolve into selfishness, as everybody's forgotten the true meaning of Christmas. But this family isn't about to learn what Christmas is all about from a Christian toddler, but instead, rather from a trip to hell, courtesy of the Krampus. Oh yeah, ooh, ah, that's how it always starts. But then later, there's running and, and screaming. Right about now, you're probably thinking to yourself, Self, why wasn't this movie directed by M. Night Shyamalan? Well, so is he. And Paul, I have a question. Is Uh this based on a book? It's based on historical lore. Ah, So this is, in fact, not an actual movie. Krampus, in German lore, is the Anti-Claus, a mythical creature of Germanic origin that kidnaps naughty children at Christmas time to torture them for being such little jerks. Yeah. I think the Germans came up with this while standing next to a screaming child at Target in December. <laughs> oh, those Germans really know how to be German about things, don't they? <laughs> if you don't understand, the whole plot is explained by an old lady in the movie. St. Nicholas is not coming this year. Instead, a much darker ancient spirit. Those are hooves. Elk? Or a goat? What kind of goat walks on its hind legs? His name is Krampus. If my grandma started talking to us like that during the holidays, we'd have her put her away. This comes from Legendary Studios. <laughs> if, yeah, if, if grandma started saying crazy shit, you'd be yeah. like, we gotta That's get it. her. You're out of here. Put, You're out of here, Bert. Get her up. You gotta get her out before you have her. First of all, grandma, it's Krampus. <laughs> This comes from Legendary Studios, friend of the show, Mm -hmm. and writer-director Michael Doherty, never met him, Uh. makers of the cult classic Trick or Treat, the best movie about Halloween since Halloween, and the first Halloween movie about trick-or-treating. Odd that nobody got there first. (laughs) Hopefully he's minted another holiday classic. But in this particular telling of Krampus... He Good takes job. many forms, and a host of beloved holiday icons come to life. For example, a ginger man comes to life in something I'm guessing its hilarity ensues. Maybe horror? Wait, hold on a second. Let me double-check things here. Uh, yes, David Keckner is in this movie, so it's Good. got to be hilarity that ensues. Good. Right? Right? Hilarity? Actually, it is horror <gasps> oh. that ensues. Oh. Yes, the family is trapped in their house as demonic clowns, wooden soldiers, and condescending mothers-in-law <laughs> terrorize the family, forcing them to set aside their petty differences and literally fight for their lives. And the wishbone from the turkey. Nothing says, nothing to be taken seriously here, like hey, having David Keckner in your movie. One thing's for sure, this is already guaranteed to be less scary than that Michael Keaton cursed living snowman movie. Remember, remember, if you don't want the Yule ghoul coming and stuffing your stocking with death... So be good! For goodness sake! Whoa! Somebody's we coming! We have to get out of here. We've got somebody's to find a judge or something. Coming. Hey, wait a minute! Alright, Krampus is coming! Krampus, or Krampus. Krampus. Sounds like something grandma would make that nobody would eat, right? I always thought it was what Italians got if they went swimming too soon after eating. You're gonna get the Krampus. All I know is, hey Joey, don't go swimming. You're gonna get the Krampus. 
Just hey, like what, Mama Leo what, happened a, what happened to Big Bushy? <laughs> he got the Krampus. <laughs> you know, I'm surprised they just don't take some Midol for the Krampus. The cr- yeah, the cr- mm-hmm. couple pills, take right. a nap, the Krampus is gone. It's gone. No big deal. A hot water bottle, you're fine. <laughs> this is the worst title for a movie. <laughs> yeah. Krampus. It's well, actually it's right behind Babadook. <laughs> yeah, I right. love giving weird good. names for uh, horror movie creatures. Babadook. This one is legendary, though. I mean, as it, it is of legend, not legendary like oh, yeah. you know, Rocky Balboa, but <laughs> like it's a legend. Yeah, so yeah. they're bringing it to life, and no one's done that. I guess. I, well, I guess actually it's not true. If you search like Netflix, or whatever, it was like a hundred Krampus movies. But yeah, I auditioned a... for a short film just a couple weeks ago, Krampus movie. Yeah, it's what? Been, and they know this one's coming yeah. out. I remember that. And, yeah. and this interrupted Kevin Smith making a Krampus movie. This oh, has become a recent what? This is, is going a, on. This has become recent pop culture. People found out about this recently, and a heavily irony laden right. culture. People enjoyed this as the anti clause. You know, I, I, it's become popular. When I, I went to look this up, it's going to be huge. I put in Krampus, and then uh, it said people who looked up Krampus also looked up Santa Claus. And they also looked up Zwarte Pitt. Have you guys heard about this? Oh, yeah. That's Brad Pitt's oldest kid. Yeah. <laughs> Have you heard of this name? Black Pete, yeah. Black Pete, that's wow, it. Yep. Yeah. No. And it's over in the Netherlands. And in it's Amsterdam, this yeah. thing where I, I, this comedian was talking about it on like NPR. And she said it was really cool. She moved to Holland in like April. So she lived there for almost the whole year. And then it got her husband was from there. Then at Christmas time. They didn't even think to explain it to her, but they were at Christmas uh, Eve, and all of a sudden, one of the relatives' sister left for a while and came back in blackface <gasps> and handed out the presents because that's their tradition. It's Santa's helper, and he was a, a Moor, <laughs> so they just put blackface on and they do it. Wow! And it's because Santa can't be bothered to go down the chimney, so he sends Pete, who gets all dirty, get down the. Fucking chimney with those <laughs> But I got a Krampus. I don't give a damn. <laughs> you rest on the chimney, Pete. <laughs> and yeah, so she was just kind of wow. like, what is happening? And they keep it kind of low and down low because it's kind of... Yeah, you don't want that getting out no. about your country. Because it's kind of racist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, whoever, the, those celebrities yeah. who do blackface or whatever and get in trouble. Uh, you Ted know, Danson? Ted, oh, year after year. Uh, for yeah. Halloween? They should just say that's who Christmas. they're going as. That's yeah. okay, right? At Black least it's Pete. been relegated to <laughs> usually now uh, reality stars where you expect that kind of behavior. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Although someone pointed out to me, why does no one go as Santa Claus for Halloween? That's a perfectly acceptable oh, yeah. my daughter, My daughter wanted to go <laughs> as Santa Claus for Halloween oh, last year. Cute. And we were like, oh my God, you cracked it open. I mean, yeah, you cracked the code, <laughs> You right? cracked the code. If you do this, yeah. you are going to be the most popular kid. And she immediately retracted. No, 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 no. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. We said, no, you don't understand. This is a great oh, idea. such a good idea. Oh. Let's rebel against you, Perry. She's brilliant. Yeah. Keep yeah, an eye on that one. Yeah, Get rid of the other one, but keep an eye yes. on that one. <laughs> done. Already done. She's the first one or the second he, one? No, she's the first Who one. Who knows? The yeah. second one, his thing is all black Pete. So we can't take him anywhere. Anywhere we, we took him to Target the other day. We were asked to leave. Oh, that's awesome. Where's the boy? Is he in the shoe section? Oh, crap. Oh. Get that polish out of his hand. Doing a little soft shoe. Uh, so oh. see this? Who is in? Who's out? Right here. I'll see it, too. I'm all over this one. This is going to yeah. be good. Trick or treat, director? I'm obsessed with trick or treat. That's an amazing I movie. I haven't seen it. I still need to yeah. see it. Yeah. It's it's a Halloween movie about trick-or-treating, which no Halloween movie has ever been about, really. That's a good it's, idea. It's, I, th- I was so amazed. I'm yeah. like, this is, it's the most, like, most Halloween movies are just horror movies. This is, is trick-or-treat is a super Halloween movie. So I have a feeling, and I even got it at the edge of this trailer, too, that he has, like, really 
a, a lot of respect for <laughs> the a, a Christmas movie, like the you know, the way it's all set up and everything like that. So I think he's going to do a good Christmas tale and naughty and nice and all this fun and stuff. And I would like to say, I think there's already a line here. You're not going, are you? Other yeah. the <laughs> I don't. I, no, oh, no, no, no. Oh, here's here's my thing. Based on the cast, if I hear enough good chatter, yeah. I, I will be going. This is, a, this is a snakes on the plane situation uh-huh. here. Where you go, <laughs> oh, this is the stupidest thing that has ever been created. This is the dumbest title. Mm-hmm. This clearly looks like the dumbest thing I've ever seen. You're going to this? You're going to this. You went. You went. You liked it. And oh. you went, and you liked it. <laughs> oh, and the guy from Friday Night Lights is getting it on with a hot chick in the bathroom, and the pl- I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so that's that's where I'm at with this. Wait, but did you like Snakes on a Plane? What's no, no, it was horrible, it was, right? It was a crap. <laughs> I went this is for the same reason. It's gonna, gonna be, be fun. And it was wretched. And it was hor- uh, it wasn't even fun in a bad way. Yeah, and, yeah, I, yeah. and I and I wonder. I there wonder. were a few of those left. But that's you know what? Bad. That was the Baba Duke was the same thing. Where the the word on the street was no, no, no. You do not watch this alone. Yeah. And I went, oh, give me a break. And I started watching five minutes on Netflix <laughs> in a hotel room. I had to turn it off. And I went, uh, okay, I'll have to watch this yeah. some other time. <laughs> so if this gets that same kind of buzz or something similar, I'm in. Uh, and one thing uh, I didn't mention uh, or wasn't mentioned was that uh, the the creature is done by Weta Digital. And uh, who are the big physical effects uh, company? Uh, it's uh, one well, it's of not big... Winston anymore. No, no, no. Head. It's um, like it can be. I think it might be. But anyway, it's like two big effects companies doing the creature, too, which is like, all right. Weta that's Digital cool. is responsible for doing the King Kong 3D at Universal Studios. <laughs> Karen works I once uh, on a tour, that. so every once in a while, <laughs> facts just pop out. They have three Academy Awards for The Hobbit and <laughs> Lord you, of the Rings. Thank you, honey. Mm-hmm. If you look to your left, <laughs> <laughs> you'll see the Krampus. This is the Alfred Hitchcock building off to your right. Krampus <laughs> <off your> right. <laughs> may be the only worry. uninvited guest to bring horror to the holiday season, but there are plenty of invited guests oh. who could fill a cauldron full of horrible screams. Oh like your grandpa, for instance. Uh-oh. <laughs> This Christmas, your family may be met by a horrible force imposing his will on the holidays. Who wants to go to church with me on Christmas morning? (laughs) He's as old as time itself, and his teeth aren't the only thing he's going to be leaving under the tree. He's Grampus. (laughs) Horrifying are his rituals. Who wants to help me with my sits bath? Mysterious is his language. Hey, stop beating your gums. I'm trying to listen to this tomato do the weather. <laughs> and he always brings fruitcake. <laughs> and just because he's been invited doesn't mean you want him to stay. Well, the nice thing about being retired is I can stick around until the new year. <laughs> he's coming to complain that things aren't as good as they were when he was a kid. Complaining about the same thing. He knows when you're sleeping because he accidentally wandered into your bedroom in the middle of the night. (laughs) Veronica Lake? Grandpa! Every child has their own terrifying tale to tell. One time, he made me watch Matlock with him. Grandpus. You know, when I was a kid, every present we ever gave or got was a rock. And we liked it. Coming. To your house. Grampus. Grampus. I'll see it. <laughs> this one you'll see. That one I'll go. Not I don't Captain need to be America told. Civil War. That one seems, I don't know, it, touch, it 
pulls on heartstrings. Because there. it comes from a place of truth. <laughs> yeah, that's right? what it is. It's real. It's truth. You There's, can believe this. It feels like something real. <laughs> he knew Veronica Lake's name. I mean, this is... Uh, good writing. Is what I that like is. that he was watching the tomato do the weather. The yeah. tomato. I'm watching that tomato. They're flapping your gums. <laughs> Enough of this nonsense. We have our own nonsense to get to with our guest. Yay! He's an actor who's been seen in great comedies like The Heat and Observe and Report. Now he's in a movie with ample awards chatter. Trumbo, yeah. once again, it's Dan Bagadol. And an amazing tolerance for putting up with nonsense. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it's what I feed on. <laughs> this show's all nonsense. Yeah. Uh, so, Dan. Yeah. You're in Trumbo. Yeah. Uh, I went to see Trumbo. Um, you're what? in my favorite scene in that. Yeah, thank you. What, what did you think of the film as a whole? I liked it. You That's did. right up my alley. I, I thought, love I thought it was too long. Angry. I thought it was a little too long. Oh yeah, but that you know, I think I might have been waiting for that one scene. <laughs> I think as an audience member, I was like, "Well, I know I have that one scene. See, it's good where's that scene? <laughs> the one that you're <clears throat> yeah." What's it like to do a movie like this and then just sit and wait to see if you've actually made it? Because I've always wondered about we had, we had somebody on um, see if you made the cut made the yeah. cut yeah yeah yeah, yeah, um, yeah. we had uh, the, the I can't remember his name yeah. well he had a great scene with with uh, Julia Roberts in uh, Ocean's Eleven and they cut it. What's that like to sit at home and go? Okay, I wonder if my well, whole scene's going to be there. I mean, is there? I can tell you guys remember Horrible Bosses, the film yeah. Horrible Bosses. Yeah. I'm oh. I'm in Horrible Bosses. But I got cut out of horrible bosses. Oh. So it was a thing where uh, I had no idea. I got a text from my niece who said, Oh my God, I'm going to see the premiere of Horrible Bosses oh. tonight. And I went, Oh, oh I must have been cut. Because oh, if I wasn't invited, invited to the premiere. <laughs> and then I thought, Well, I, only, I really only had one. It was a nice scene, but I only had one scene. And I thought, Nah, who knows? Maybe they don't have enough seats. <laughs> and, um, and then about an hour and a half later, I thought, by now, she certainly would have texted and said, oh, my God, Uncle, you're in Horrible Bosses. <laughs> and she didn't, so I knew I wasn't in it, but that was the only way that I found out. Wow. Are there other ways? No, Which, you have to wait, right? Yeah, normally you would think that what you would get is they would, you would get a, the agent or the manager would get a call going, hey, sorry, you, you've been cut. I've seen yeah. it. I saw a screening, and you've been cut. Everything else I've ever done, everything, get, get hard, which I'm hardly in. I had a few things cut out of that, but that was, the character didn't, no longer had the importance he had in one draft. So I'm glad they kept me in at all, which was kind of nice of him. But uh, my agent called and said, you don't have to go to that premiere. And I said, well, why not? I want to go. And he said, you're not. You're going to go and you're going to go, oh, crap, why did I come? I feel embarrassed because you're in so little of it that you're going to wonder why you came. And he was right. The screening I saw, I went, oh, no, I'm hardly in this. I'm embarrassed. I hope I didn't tell anybody, go see this because I'm in it. Is, is that is that considered not cool to go to the premiere or whatever if you're no. not in it? No, I don't think it was that as much as I think his thought was you're going to go down there, you're going to park, you're going to go through all the uh, red yeah. carpet, all that kind of stuff, and yeah. then you're going to be sitting there going. <gasps> That's true. You oh, might, oh, yeah, if you talk to anybody, oh, you know. Uh, yeah. Yeah, well, oh, yeah, it's a great film. <laughs> my my character is such a I had a great relationship <laughs> with the director. I shot 12 days, and uh, and then, you know, and they're like, mm, that, talk to the press that about took the 12 Im days. There's something wrong with this guy. <laughs> so you must have really made it as an actor to, to pick and choose what uh, screenings you're going to go to based on, because this town is full of people that will send out an email blast and say, that's my hand. Uh, reaching oh, well, across the table I mean, in episode don't, 12. Please, of, don't get me wrong. Believe me, the, the, the first time that I appeared in anything, I mean, the first film that I appeared in was Observe and Report. And again, it was one, <laughs> it's 
kind of a pattern in my <laughs> career, at least in film, where with the exception of the Heat and now with Trumbo, where it's like, why, why is that, what's that character doing in there? Anyway, <laughs> this, character, this character seems like there was a draft or a copy <laughs> or a cut of this where he was really important. And now he's not important anymore. Why is that character in there? Um, but Did they leave I, that page in the script accidentally. Yeah, believe me. I mean, I I still to this day there are times where I sit and watch a thing and go, I can't believe this. When those Agent Forty Seven trailers came out, and I didn't know that was happening. I and I knew I shot two scenes in the thing, but I didn't know that the first trailer for that film was going to be me. No idea. I'm sitting in a. We went to see uh, what was that horrible earthquake movie? San Andreas. San Andreas. Oh, it was awesome. <laughs> that, <laughs> was, sit- that was a classic, right? It was Charlton Heston. Really, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the building was Lee on fire, Grant. and the boat was upside yeah, down. Majors. Oh man, it was the towering inferno <laughs> with Reddy. Poseidon Adventure all in one. Yeah. Um, and, we, and the trail, the first trailer up was Agent Forty Seven, and I was like. I think that's my voice. And then it was my face. And I went, what in the hell is happening? (laughs) Uh, Believe me, I I was like, hey, 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 to people in the movie theater, like I wanted to tell people. Um, So no, it's not like that's no longer exciting. But you could still get cut out of the movie. even Oh, hell yeah. I mean, I I had two scenes cut out of Trumbo. Which Oh, is that right? Yeah, but they weren't, they weren't, you know, they were kind of like those scenes where I'm in the room going, (laughs) (laughs) all right, let's go. Yeah, and you go, yeah, a lot of li- a lot of listening. So the only thing I cared about was that scene with John Goodman because it's such a great scene. That is my favorite scene. Now I want to go back to the fact that the movie is too long. You say, yeah, well, that, well, I think it's, I think right when the King brothers come in, right. it, it picks up a lot of energy. Well, that was where what, it could have faltered more to me. So I thought right. it played right through to the end. The King a lot of because of those guys. What is John the Goodman? The King brothers? I haven't seen it yet. John Goodman and Stephen Root play these two brothers who have faith in. in well, not faith, but they they basically hire Dalton Trumbo. They see a deal, blacklist or no blacklist. Yeah, and he starts punching up scripts, and their movies get better. And but they are just like determined to make crap movies. Just a lot of them is all they want. <laughs> yeah, they're and like, they're hilarious. Hey, stop. Yeah, stop trying. Stop trying to make a. a- you know, Academy Award winner, and just crank out this crap—the thing with the broad with the thing—a wrestling make, picture. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. You know, what was the um, script? The Alien. Uh, there was oh. like a woman about an alien back in the <laughs> Alien in Love. Back in the forties and fifties. The, mur- yeah, the murder. The, the murder circus one. Murder circus. Um, but also that era, that whole story, the whole Kirk Douglas angle. Yeah. yeah. I find all that shit fascinating. I could. I. I didn't. Uh, well, I mean, that's skip the, a bit. that's what I. That's why I say like I have to kind of couch it in this, which is again. I think I thought it was too long because I was going, come on, where's that damn scene? <laughs> this yeah, better yeah. not happen again. Yeah. I better not have the only scene that really matters in this thing get cut again. I'm gonna, I don't know if I can take it. Uh, and it was just like, please let that scene be there and please let that scene be good. And I knew it was because it was in the trailer. There was a clip of it in the trailer oh, yeah, for Trumbo. Sure and uh, the director, Jay Roach, had actually even told me when I was at another function and I saw him and he said, oh, man, everybody loves your scene, that scene of you with John. And I go, okay, thank you. And I thought... Yeah, but in this crazy business, it's not his call all the time. At the end of the day, someone in the studio goes, meh, I don't like the way it makes producers look. Take it out. And the next thing you know, that scene's gone. True or not, whatever. I mean, that thing gets cut, and it's because somebody has a feeling. Yeah. Yeah. My, a lot of hands. Yeah, the uh, EP's producer is in that other scene, and we want to save time there, so lose this one. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Ouch. Yeah, but uh, that, I mean, what was your character's name? Roy Brewer. Roy Brewer. So he's basically the first to tell you, Adam, what more the scene is about, and everyone else, that it's when 
the the whole blacklist type uh, what is it Alliance for Americans or something yeah, like that? Yeah, the American Alliance for the preservation the 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 the, 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 the freedom and flag preservation of American <laughs> yeah, ideals. Right. Yeah, the Motion Picture Alliance for the preservation ideals. of uh, American ideals. Right, or they've like been that. going around scaring the shit out <laughs> of everybody, yeah. and they finally have come down to the King Brothers, and just Goodman doesn't want to hear it. Yeah, it's it's, <laughs> it's, it's a it's, great scene. It's John Wayne, and it's and it's Ronald Reagan, and it's Hedda <laughs> Hopper, and it's this guy Roy Brewer, who is the head of IOTSE. You know, oh, so it's okay. a very strong union, ironically, when you consider the subject matter yeah. in uh, in Hollywood. And they come to this <laughs> filmmaker and <laughs> say, I know what him. you've been doing. You've been using these people who are blacklisted <laughs> and you need to stop it or you'll never work again. And he just <laughs> he just goes nuts. on it. <laughs> yeah. What was really cool about it was that everybody on set was like, hey, John, wait, is this the is this the first time you picked up a baseball bat since Babe? And he's like. Oh gosh! Oh god! And, and like literally, like then the sound guy would come in and go, "Hey, um, I really liked in Babe when you were swinging a baseball. That was really cool too." Really, that's the yeah. one thing people. Well, because because there he is with a baseball, a baseball bat, bat yeah. swinging it in the oh, thing, yeah. and of course, you know, I'll tell you, he was really big in that movie. And he now I've big. seen these uh, red carpet things where he's lost a ton yeah, of weight. Yeah, I was yeah. fully expecting. When are we going to see him thin? I thought maybe that would be the movie. Yeah, no, not that movie. No, yeah, it was after that. He lost ton of what weight. was it like to work with John Goodman? He's a, so awesome. I I I couldn't imagine. Yeah, I, I worked just with, admire him. I worked with John a couple times. I worked with him on uh, Community as well. We did uh, several oh, episodes where I was oh, his right. I was his uh, flunky, his uh, his henchman. Like the air conditioning, his, uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, underground, it. That's that's it. his Pete. Oh. Yeah, that's it. I was. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's, that's it. Right. <laughs> oh my god. Exactly. Right. So no, but he was he was great. I mean, really, I man. That that's one of those casts that like when you show up on set you just go right, just keep your head down, do your job, and then you can tell everybody you worked with these people when this <laughs> is all over. And they come up and Brian Cranston comes up and he goes, "Hey man, I gotta tell you, I what you do on Veep, I just man, that is wow. some fantastic work." And I go, "Ah yeah, thanks. <laughs> you know, you also as well are good in that thing in the underwear with the teacher thing. Very good and." Thank you. Um, so we're going to sit in this room together for two hours while they light the set, and I'm going to try not to bug this shit out of you. <laughs> you know, because I just want to go, oh, now you open the door, let's talk. Uh, but my favorite person was Stephen Root, because oh, such cool. a big fan of Stephen Root, the types of characters that he's played over the years, obviously mm -hmm. Office uh, Office Depot, I was going to say. So we'll just go with that. <laughs> but um, and uh, and also, I know he's a big college football fan, as mm. I am, and so I knew I could uh, talk to him on a level that I knew I didn't have to be worried about. Yeah. And yeah. so we just sat and talked college football the whole time. It was awesome. Because that's that's the key when you admire yeah. someone that who's semi-famous is like like I gotta find that thing we could talk sure. about. Like the my only experience on a set with anybody of any note was Tom Lennon, but I had a comic book with me, and he's a comic book fan. So we started talking V for Vendetta. Yeah. I'm like, well, this is great, good. I don't have to talk about anything else. Yeah, because <laughs> otherwise, the time goes by very slowly and very uncomfortably while you sit there and go, mm -hmm. oh god, don't talk to me, guy. Don't talk to me, guy. Don't tell me. And it's horrible. You don't. Yeah. You hate to think that they're thinking that. And he's like, now wait a second. Now you went where? Because he went to the University of Florida. I went to Florida State. So we're uh, rivals yeah, as well, are. which was uh, great. Uh, uh, and Gators, was very right? helpful. Yeah. Exactly. And and uh, of course, uh, Helen Mirren was. Um, she was fantastic, man. I think. Uh, I think. Oh, Helen. Oh. I think Helen and I could have had some fun in New Orleans. <laughs> <laughs> she, I think she's. I think she's a wild one. I think she still likes to party. That's. Mm. She married the Taylor Hackford. Yes. 
and her son Rio is uh, <laughs> is a bar owner in um, in New Orleans, and he worked on a film that I did in New Orleans nine years ago, and I saw him at the premiere, and I said, "Hey, Rio," and he goes, "Dan, how are you?" And I was like, "What the hell?" Because we all went and hung out at his bar when we were shooting this this other movie nine years ago, and um, I didn't realize that he had anything to do with that triumvirate until there he is at the at the premiere wow. and i went oh hackford ah. oh oh this is your stepmother <laughs> and i never you know. knew that hedda hopper i mean i knew she was like a tabloid but she was a complete raving bitch yeah and a bit and a pissed off washed up actress ah. oh that's evil yeah. that's all the more bitter that's and what it was yeah she yeah. was the big gossip columnist she's of like the dmz time. back then yeah, yeah. yeah she's Buried people with no mercy wow. and got what she wanted. It, I mean, I just thought I put on a rag and I say some things that might be yeah, untoward, yeah, yeah. but no, no, she was like, according to this film, at least, and I buy it that she was just she would kill a water film. what she she wanted. would kill a film. Yeah, wow, that's uh, that's amazing, and that's uh, uh, amazing when you think about like nationally. Like I go to an antique store and you see all these old movie magazines, and they're the magazines that people are viewing Hollywood from, like Ohio or whatever. But like that to, to be at that all that insider access it's in just this crazy world uh to, to be a gossip columnist at the time it, with with all these the, the stars and stuff. a lot that, of randy shit going on but and they, to be able they, to she, extended, and, she extended her reach yeah and mm-hmm. to be able to go and sit at louis b mayor's desk and say you better do uh, as i say yeah. you know i mean it's it's a big deal yeah, yeah. with no shortage of racial epithets as yes, well thrown at too. louis mayor yeah anyway it's crazy but wow. uh i buy it Let's get to what's important. Did yeah. you ever meet Susanna Hoffs? No. <laughs> <laughs> Got a thing for her. Never. That's all. Who's she married to? Jay Roach. Oh, yes. I was going to say, isn't she married to somebody that I should? Yeah. Sh- yep, no. Never wondered by the Sentinels? No, never yeah. saw her. Okay. Maybe she doesn't like New Orleans. Oh. Mm. Who knows? Let's talk about the heat for a second because mm-hmm. we're all on the verge Please. of uh, Ghostbusters and Paul Feig has taken over the franchise. Yep. I am one who thought Bridesmaids was okay. I thought The Heat was quite good, and I thought Spy was ridiculously good. Spy was amazing. So if he's just getting better every movie, as far as I'm concerned, I mean, he's been brilliant for years with the rest of development and other projects, but as far as a director goes, I'm looking forward to big things from Ghostbusters. Uh, so said experiences working with uh, Paul oh, Feig? Oh, Paul was, Paul was amazing. Uh, that, was, that, was, uh, that film was one of those... Um, that's one of those stories I love talking about because I didn't get that movie. Rob Corddry got that movie. And uh, I got a call on a Sunday night saying, have you ever worn contacts? And I said, no, I've never worn contacts. Can you wear contacts? I said, sure. What are we talking about here? What are and we they, talking about? And who they, is this? Yeah. Who is this? Yeah. Do you like was, Italian? And, yeah. No, yeah. Could you, you make know, your eyes? You like movies about gladiators. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is going on here? Um, and, uh, and they said, uh, well, what are you doing this week? Would you be able to fly out to Boston? And I said, I really actually need to know what we're talking about here at this point because, uh, you know. To answer yes or no to these things is, you know, going to depend. Not like I was going to turn anything down, but it right. sounded like it could be something weird. Um, and I'll give you the reason why I thought it might have been something weird. But anyway, uh, and so it was, you're going to go for a contact fitting tomorrow on Monday. And once we get the contact fitting set on Tuesday, you'll be flying out Tuesday night to do a makeup, hair, and eye test for camera for Paul Feig on set for the heat. And I said, wait a minute. 
if they're already shooting, what the hell happened? They went, oh, don't worry about it. No, no, no. He, he loved you. They really oh. responded to your audition. I said, but this was like four weeks ago. And they said, yeah, well, some... And it turns out Cordry had it, but he had something else at the same time and mm. couldn't do both the way, way back. So he couldn't uh, do both. That's good to hear. Yeah, that it he wasn't could, Hot Tub Time Machine too. that it was in fact. No, no, no. Way, no. Way, <laughs> it was the way, way back. And he couldn't do both. So, you know, he wound up going down down uh, the beach there to uh, the way, way back. And I went out to Boston and, and did that. And Paul, from the first word out of his mouth, was, again, it's Veep. It always goes back to Veep nowadays. It's like... <laughs> Oh, God, I just love what you do on Veep. If you just do that in this albino makeup, that's what we're looking for. And it's, oh, sure, great. So just be abusive to them, hate women. That's what I'm doing. Oh, got it. Okay. I can do that. So, now, the, real quickly, to drag this out. The reason I thought it might have been something weird was because about six months before that, I got a call saying, there's this weird audition. I'm going to send you the sides. You just memorize it. You show up. And they're going to tape you, and then you're going to leave. And then we'll let you know whether or not you get I'm like, well, that's a strange thing. <laughs> yeah. What is this? And they said... Got to be Star Wars, right? Yeah. I was like, I was like <laughs> what is this? And there was a, a, a non-disclosure. It doesn't matter now because it's been years and years. But And uh, I got there. I did the thing. And um, then I got a call back for it. And I said, what the hell is this? And they said, well, here's the thing. Banksy is up for the Academy Award for exit through the gift shop, hmm. he's obviously not going to be showing up, so he wants to hire somebody to be his <laughs> acceptance speech. So so I went and did, the dry run I did was at the Critics' Choice Awards, where I went and I sat there in a, in a tux oh and just sat there like this the whole time. And like, in that one, that's a like dinner. Like the whole night? Yeah, that's a dinner table setting where they're in dinner tables and there's, there's Tarantino, and there's, oh you know, every, per they're all there and I want to meet them all, but I'm in the character of Banksy's lawyer. Whoa. So I'm sitting Banksy's there at the lawyer. table like this. <laughs> That's awesome. The whole oh night. God. Schwarzenegger's up there talking behind me on the stage. I just wanted to say. Did and, you eat? And I didn't eat. I didn't do a thing. Oh I sat there God. like That's this amazing. the whole time. So that if he won, I was going to go on stage and accept the award. He didn't win. Then the Oscars come up and... I'm once again, we need you to go do the thing. So I go to this huge <laughs> gathering at this hotel where the entire group that had anything to do with the film is at this little hotel. And I have to rehearse the speech six or seven times onto a camcorder, essentially. And then they take it in another room and they come back and they go, okay, here's the notes. And I'm like, this is weird. Who's giving these notes? <laughs> you know, like obviously this person is here or it's many of you. Maybe Banksy's a collective, I'm just saying. Oh. And um, and that's based on nothing other than frustration of when the hell are they going to you know, introduce me to the guy. Whose name was on the check that they wrote you? Yeah, uh, a, a production company yeah. of some sort, Rat Droppings or something. Um, and I went to the Oscars, and when when they started, they, uh, you know, the, the, the category of feature-length documentary, and my heart went, boom, boom. <gasps> and my heart was like, and my breathing just suddenly went, holy shit, whoa. <laughs> I might actually, at, at the Critics' Choice, I was like, oh, who gives a shit, you know? <laughs> but at the Oscars, I was yeah, freaking, thanks, assholes. Yeah. I was freaking out. And um, of course, uh, saving Superman, or waiting for Superman won. Oh, yeah. 
and uh, and I'm, they're all Brits, so they're all like, "What the bloody hell?" And I was like, "Well, you got to understand, we got a chip on our shoulder about our education system. You know, you're not gonna you're not gonna beat that." <laughs> but that's that's the long, very long story wow. to tell you why when the heat came up, I was wow. like, "What what goofy shit are you getting into now?" That's amazing. That I need to be prepared for because you're freaking me out. Did they put you on camera when they put the nominees up? Uh, they showed us uh-huh. okay, sitting okay. at the thing, but of course it's the two um, producers that were there, okay. and their names are on the film as producers, right? But um, and and at some point, oh, in the limo ride on the way over to the awards from the hotel, it was, um, you know, hold on, darling, yes, hello, oh, okay, it's Banksy, okay, right, very well, okay, good, right, we'll do, hold on, I'm going to put. Uh, Banksy on speakerphone. He's not going to speak. You're going to do the speech, and then I'm going to listen to him. He's going to give me some notes for you, and then you're going to do it again. And I'm all right, fine. So she holds up the phone at me, which just says, you know, a number on it, unknown yeah, or no, something. Yeah. <laughs> and and it's on speaker, and I do the speech, and then she puts it back up to her. Yeah, we'll do right. Very well. Very good. Okay. Bye, love. And hangs up and goes, okay, good. Just slow it down in the middle part there, you know, type of thing. And I'm like, what the f- kind of You are such shit. a good sport. Wow. That is such weird shit. Well, how could I say no? You're going I mean, to the Oscars. Like, what Crazy the awesome. Well, not only that, but like I could have gone to the Oscars with this thing or that thing. But like to go with like yeah. the unknown bandit of art, like yeah. it's it was a pretty amazing experience. One and the- they, they paid me really well. Was it a complicated speech? Mm-hmm. Here's what it was. Because I'm so curious since they're all making you do it. It would have been exit through the gift shop. Banksy. Banksy couldn't be here today, so to accept the award on his behalf is his attorney, whatever name they made up. And I would have gone up there. Rat dropping. Yeah, I would have said, I'm sorry, Banksy couldn't be here this evening. Um, He sent me in his stead. I am his attorney. He's asked me to read this prepared statement. Thank you so much. <laughs> I want to thank my mom and my dad and everybody at art school. <laughs> thank you very much. Oh and that was, and I never got, I never got to do it. And I thought, my thing was, I thought, you know, the the uh, the Critics Choice Awards would have been one thing, but to do that on the Oscars, all the friends of mine that because I wasn't allowed to tell anybody, they would have lost their shit. They would have all been sitting there at their Oscar pools at their parties going. <laughs> Lost his money. He's gonna get arrested. Oh what the fuck? He's gonna wait for you to get tackled. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> would you have to go back to the press room and everything? Then? No, we, oh, I didn't okay. get to do shit. But would you if he you had won? Would oh, you if he had won, and then yes. it'd be like questions are all And they even told as we were taking our seats, they said, "I just want you to know that Banksy said if if we win, he's going to give you a very special gift." Oh. And I was like. He's going to give me the fucking statue because he doesn't care about the statue. What else special gift would he give me only if we win? But if we lose, we're not, you're not getting your oh gift. You don't get dick. I didn't. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what did I do? You eat a dick. You get nothing. We didn't win. But I didn't do anything. <laughs> yeah, true. You couldn't bring it home, Dan. Couldn't bring it home. Oh, my God. That is That's a amazing. very good story. That was great. That you ended up on the heat. So I the didn't heat. even think about that. Uh, wow. Walking in there, I'm wow. glad we talked about that. Yeah, wow. but uh, going back to Paul Feig, I, oh yeah, I, it, sorry. It, it is obvious. <laughs> it is obvious that he is the maybe the most talented comedy director out there right now because I, I, each time I watch them, 
it, it, you see the craftsmanship of a good comedy director. Sometimes comedies succeed because the script is good and maybe the director just didn't get in its way. But Paul Feig, you see the crafting of that, like the weird thing, like the bats and uh, the, did they have a problem with bats in the, uh, in the spy? In yeah, spy yeah. You know? <laughs> and then the way it cuts back to it, the very rested development, everything like that. And you're just like, wow, he's really a talented comedy director. Did you get that from your being directed? Oh, yeah. yeah, I yeah. Think, you know, the I think crafting of it. I'm not going to say that I think it would have worked for everybody, but I know yeah. that the way that Paul works worked beautifully for me, which was basically he said, here's a bunch of leash. Mm. No, run, run. <laughs> and I went, oh, and I ran and ran and ran. And the very last scene I shot was a scene where in the uh, DEA and I say, I say, you weren't even supposed to be there in this really high pitched voice. <laughs> and she goes, Geez, dogs can hear you. Right. This little scene. And the reason that happened was uh, at that point, I said to Taryn Killen, who was playing my partner, I said, he doesn't, he never gives me any critical notes. He always just says, oh, I love it. I love it. It's great. Keep going. And I went, I'm going to make him stop me on this next take. And Sandra Bullock and Melissa McCarthy are both there. And they're like, yeah, I don't know if that's a good idea. And I said, no, no, no. One take. Come on, guys. One take. I've been a good boy. I've been wearing these fucking contacts. And two and a half hours of makeup. My skin is suffocating. I'm going to do one take, just one take where I'm going to do something ridiculous. And he's going to have to say, all right, enough. You're not burning film. It's all digital. No, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And it was, and even if it was film, it's like, come on, one, ta one take of just one line. And I and I did. I went. You weren't even supposed to be there. Like is high, higher than that because I don't want to <laughs> blow anybody's ears out. But so high that I thought, here he comes. And he came up and he went, oh, oh my god, oh god, that was great. That was great. <laughs> Just, one more like that, and I was like, what the? F <laughs> What's it take? <laughs> yeah. So it really. I mean, like that's a very long answer to yes. I, it, for perfect. me, yeah. it was a fantastic situation because he just gave leash. But I'm not. I'm not good with just leash. You got to give me support too. And he gave me the. Oh man, I believe in you. I know what you can do. I've seen oh, you yeah. do your thing. Do your thing. And it was also kind of mask work, you know, because I had the makeup on and yeah. the wig mm -hmm. and the contacts. I was like, well, it's not me, you know. And it was so good that the people at the ice cream truck. Gave me like three glances, like, what do you want? I said, chocolate ice cream. And they're like, okay. Like, they were uncomfortable looking at cool. me because they thought I was and albino. creepy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, let's ask you what we ask every guest who comes on our show. What is your favorite movie of all time? Oh, you told me to have that ready. You know, I, when something about Mary came out, they totally screwed me because Harold Maude has always been my favorite movie, uh. and it's Mary's favorite movie. And and I was like, "Are you uh, kidding uh, me?" Now it's like I'm too hip a choice. Some Farrelly brothers, <coughs> you know, suck up. And, and no, it, you're a hipster. I, when I was uh, 78, uh, 1978, I was eight years old, and they had Photomat, which was like a drive-through where you could yeah. get VHS if you had a Betamax or VHS <laughs> in '78, right. which not a lot did, but we did somehow. And my mom's best friend picked up a copy of Harold and Maude and brought it to our house and said, here, and gave it to our family as a gift. And we watched wow. it as a family. And now I was eight, which means my brother was 12, and you know I got six brothers and sisters. And uh, half the family is mortified, and I was riveted. <laughs> yeah. uh, one, I love Cat Stevens. Hmm. And my oldest sister is a huge Cat Stevens fan, my sister Cammie. And um, so I was always into Cat Stevens. And so the, the music caught me immediately, but I got the comedy. At eight, I got that comedy, the dark side of that comedy, mm -hmm. and it just kind of stuck with me. And then in the very darkest moments of my life when I really thought, I want to, uh, 
I think I might be done with this living thing. I watched Harold Maude. <laughs> I'd go out to the bar, get loaded, come home, sad, depressed, put on Harold Maude, and feel a little better <laughs> for, for an hour and 50 minutes, you know. Uh, and I think Ruth Gordon, the it's one of the best performances in all of film is her performance in that film. I think she's way under underappreciated. And I met Bud Court at an audition one time, and I didn't have the guts to say, but I just want to tell you, man, I think you're great. And I my favorite <laughs> film ever. I just went like, hi, how's it going? We're auditioning for the same mm. thing. So, hi, how are you? And left it at that. But that's oh, wow. hands down my favorite film. There were a bunch of films that kind of went over my head. I watched them too young as a kid. Network, Last Picture Show, <laughs> yeah, Chinatown. Sure. But Harold and Maude, I saw that same era. Yeah. I, it connected. That yeah. and A Clockwork Orange. Those connected for some reason. <laughs> but Harold and Maude really connected. That movie is, and it still does today with whoever's I love, watching it. Now. My favorite. Now it comes from a play. That's part of what makes the I think the dialogue so rich in that. Harold Maude's based on a play. Yeah, it's based on a play. Oh. But oh, um, my favorite line in the whole thing is when they're sitting in the field of um, dandelions, essentially, or daisies or whatever they are. And she says, what's your favorite flower? And he goes, I don't know, one of these probably. And she goes, why? And he goes, because they're all the same. And she said, oh, but they're not. Look, some are, <laughs> make me cry. <laughs> some, some, are, some are broken, some are bent, some are bigger, some are mm. smaller, some are missing petals. They're all different. All these little differences that make them wonderful. And I think many of the world's problems come from people who are this, but allow themselves to be treated as this. And she indicates to the big, huge field of flowers. Mm. And I just remember that, you know, like I said, I was way broken at this time when I was mm. watching it every night, mm. obviously. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to watch anything every night, like, I'm going to watch it. And that was the moment that I went, yeah, I'm that. I'm not that. I'm that. I'm not that, you know. Wow. And, it, and it's, I mean, I don't want to say it saved my life, but it certainly enhanced my life. Wow. That's cool. That would be one of the better. Uh, right? That was a great we now have a new correct answer for what the favorite movie of all time is. That is that is such a great and I almost cried. Yeah, also a first. That is a great. That says something so great about movies for this show that we've done for six years now. That's all about movies and how much we love movies and defend them and live and breathe for them. It's like wow, that really made a difference in your life, Dan. Well, I think and here's a great movie to do it. Oddly and silly enough, you know, it connects to that that point that Trumbo was making. Which is, you know, this is a very powerful medium, and of course, that was what the uh, the Alliance for Preservation of American Ideals was standing for: is this is a powerful medium, and you're going to recruit people to mm. turn yeah. this country communist. And he said, no, it's a powerful medium, and we can reach people, and we can affect them, and we can change their lives, and we can we can get them through. And really, that's what it's for. <laughs> I mean, we're all fans; we're buffs, so we'll go see. Any, my dad used to say, "You'd see a dog fight," and it's like, "Well, if it's on a screen, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd go, I'd go see anything, mm -hmm. you know." And it really was to get me through. Leaving Las Vegas got me through probably the second hardest part of my life mm. because I went and saw that, and I went, "Well, it could be worse." I was just gonna say, you know, because <laughs> there's no hope. Could, in that I'm one. gonna start smoking <laughs> again, but it could be worse. <laughs> my favorite movie is Ghostbusters, and partially because it's a great movie, but I lucked out because that's when my dad had a heart attack and they thought he died. So I was 14 and we lived pretty far away from where the hospital was. And so we got the call that my dad was in the hospital. We got to the hospital and the doctor told us he had passed because they gave him the wrong medicine. And and then he came back and they're like, no, we brought him back. And so as like a little kid, you're like, what oh is God. happening? And so um, he was in the hospital for like two weeks. So in that first week of him being in the hospital, my mom 
would take us to the hospital and then you're there all day because it was in the summer. But my brothers just got their license and they could drive. So my mom's like, just take her to the mall. And so they took me to the mall and I'm just all freaked out. And I'm like, I'll see Ghostbusters because I love Bill Murray. So I saw it and I forgot my dad was Mm. sick. And when the movie was over, I remembered again. I was like, I want to see that movie again because it took me away from the reality of this horrible thing that happened. Saw it 10 times in the theater that week. Yeah, that's awesome. It was awesome because my mom would be like, just take her to that movie again. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Okay. The power thank, of movies. Thank God it wasn't a horrible movie. I was going to say, thank God <laughs> it wasn't Gremlins. Oh, God. <laughs> At the same time, yeah, it could have been. Yeah, what else was yeah. out in the theaters? Ice Pirates? Into yeah. the night. Let's go see Ice Pirates <laughs> 10 times. Yeah. God. That, all right. That would have been worse. Hard bodies, too. <laughs> the greatest movies Hard of all time. Too. <laughs> we bring you. What did you see this week? Uh, we're a little short on time for what did you see this week, but I think a lot of us here at the table saw the same thing. Love Actually. Well, that's true. Uh, Wait, let's run burn through that real quick. Every I, uh, year, we Karen went, and I put up the Christmas tree yeah. and we watch Better we Off Dead. On. Okay, so we had Better Off Dead. I couldn't concentrate. What the greatest movie ever. That's why I had to say about I'm going to activate your dental plan because yeah. that's from that. <laughs> and then Love Actually. Uh, I just cry at all these different parts. And this is the first time I saw it and I realized the reason that Hugh Grant character asked for the secretary to be reinstated to a different job wasn't because he was starting to have feelings for her. It's because he didn't want her to be around the creepy president of the United States because he had feelings for her. Like, I thought he just didn't want to hit on her, but it's because he loved her. I started crying. And also we saw Die Hard. <laughs> yeah. Great Christmas movie. Good Christmas yeah. trilogy showing you there. The New Beverly, which I'm going to, I've got the New Beverly calendar. I'm just going to post it on the wall behind us here. <laughs> we managed to still get... Uh, Excellent, get, uh, thank you, uh, the, Adam. The Christmas decorations put up, even though those <laughs> completely distracting movies. Oh, are I would on, just sit and watch you it. Just, yeah, I, better off dead. Is so uh, many quotable lines. It's crazy. Movies. Love that movie. But uh, then in the theaters, we all saw. Well, three of us I know saw Creed. Creed. Yes. I, I I not in a very Adam fashion. I not only saw Creed, but I got movie guy Stephen Lewis, and we started at uh, nine o'clock at night and watched six Rocky movies, <gasps> and then at eleven a.m. Oh we stayed God. up all night, went to Creed. That was the best way to do it, baby. <laughs> the best. I love me a ramp up. I love me a ramp up. I love sequels. He, What's does, Creed? he doesn't have two kids, Dan. I no. do not. Oh, clearly, <laughs> clearly, this is these are my kids. These these are my kids. Let me tell you what's amazing about that oh. is that you watch all those movies, and I'm sure you're like, wow, Rocky is an icon. Then you go to see Creed, and that movie. Builds up Apollo Creed as the greatest fighter of all time. You're like, how could he possibly? Rocky's the greatest fighter of all time. Rocky doesn't say. Rocky says Apollo's the greatest of all time. The sportscasters in the movie say Apollo is the greatest of all time. Apollo Creed is the greatest fighter of all time. Even though you watch this underdog movie, uh, underdog story for five movies or six movies leading up to to Creed, it's just I thought it was cool how they iconized, if that's a word, yeah, Apollo Creed right. so much in those Took movies. Rocky two movies to beat him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and I love how it's even it's the craziest moments. It, it held on to like it referenced like you had to see Rocky Four kind of to enjoy some great moments yeah. of Creed, and uh, you know concerning Apollo's death and and the one, one I loved was at the the ending of Rocky Three that yes. famous freeze frame right I don't know if everybody knows at the end of that I taught you everything you know yeah <laughs> I didn't that scene, teach you that scene gets uh, handily referenced <laughs> you know over sure. it's great and there's a very famous freeze frame and the idea that in Creed his, his uh, Apollo Creed son would say who won the fight and it just it just dawned to me I'm like. Oh yeah, we've never found out who won that fight, yes, and we they won't bring say that up in it. But we won't it say, up, but it's yeah, don't great. say it. I haven't seen it. Yeah. I, know, right? <laughs> I wish they hadn't said it. I wish the line that he gave back to that question was was cryptic. Mm. Yeah. But he does answer that question. Yeah. yeah. 
I I thoroughly enjoyed it. I, there, there's a charm about um, Sylvester Stallone's character that uh, is reminiscent of the first Rocky. Yeah. And and the comparison I make or the 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 scene I like to draw out is in the very first Rocky. There's a scene where he goes to the arena the night before the fight. And he's looking at that big poster of himself. And then the promoter guy comes in and he says to the promoter guy, Hey, you got the sign, you got the poster wrong. And the guy says, What do you mean? He says, Well, you got me wearing white shorts with a red stripe. I'm wearing red shorts with a right, white stripe. And that always struck me that Rocky would notice that and he would mm. be worried about that. And that would be on his mind. And, and, there, there's a, a detail simple. that he, yeah, simplicity, de- yeah. Uh, a simple detail that he brings to every situation that he brings into Creed. And you can see those moments in Creed where he's, it's Rocky. It's Rocky and his homespun wisdom. I don't know if it's best actor or best supporting actor worthy. It could uh, be nomination. I charming. think the opening scene where he meets <clears throat> Apollo Creed's son is mm-hmm. it's so layered. Everything he says, he's skeptical, he's curious, he's sad. He's a whole bunch yeah. of different things that, that he plays well in his face and through his dialogue. One of my favorite scenes is when the girlfriend leans out the window because there's that moment where he where where Creed says, "I'm going to go live with my uncle," and and she's looking right down at the two of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not going to give away the line, <laughs> yeah, but right, but that was a great scene. She gives she she says exactly <laughs> the thing everybody in the theater's thinking at that moment, and it's delivered very well. I, it's a it's definitely worthwhile. The other movie I saw, if we have a moment, yeah, which I thoroughly enjoyed, and I watched actually three times. Where'd you watch it? Uh, in the homestead. Oh, Paul, uh, hang in one moment. This is who we are, and here is what we do. What we do, here's what we do. PBS. <laughs> it's the TBS check-in. Uh, this Bart is watches a, a lot of shit. I do them. watch a lot. Of, <laughs> I, don't like to, I don't like to go outside. Uh, so I ordered this one on the Time Warner cable oh. on demand. Oh. Uh, oh, not TBS. Trainwreck. Great movie. Oh, I yeah, love yeah. that movie. movie. An amazingly good movie. Thank you. That Amy movie, Schumer is awesome. That movie walks such a fine line between just going completely off the rails yep. and, and being horrible and staying right where it needs to be to deliver all of its jokes. Have you seen it, Dan? I did not Great. see it. There, There is a uh, a type of joke that it does that is reminiscent of Will Ferrell where, where they just kind of ramble a little bit and, and then the joke becomes the ramble. And they do that, but they do it just to the point where you're like, okay, we're done, and we're done, and then they move on. And the other thing is all the jokes in that movie, all the little set pieces serve the movie. Mm-hmm. They all serve the plot. They're not just set pieces to be funny. You, you see those in Talladega Nights and that sort of stuff. Well, they'll go off on a tangent, and the joke will be just this standalone mm-hmm. joke. The little baby the, Jesus in the yeah. cradle. Yeah. 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 That, that, that does nothing for Anchorman the movie. Anchorman fight scenes yeah. and stuff. Exactly. Yeah, just... It does nothing for the movie. It's funny in and of itself. There's a scene where the girl, the day after you know, she goes on a date with a guy, he calls her the mm-hmm. next day because he's a nice guy. And the phone rings, and Amy Schumer looks at it and goes, Oh my God! It's so and so calling me from last night. And the other girl goes, "Do you want me to call the police?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a perfect example I of how loved it. the joke becomes yeah. him calling, but it's all about the movie. I thought that was yeah, a really was well done movie, and plenty of LeBron James for you. Oh, yeah, yes. he was yeah. wonderful. In I it. watched his scenes over and over. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> He's dreamy. I continue. I still think my f- Apatow's best stuff is the stuff he directs. My favorite line for LeBron was he sits down with her at the at the little event that he's doing. He says, "I got to ask you a question. Don't hurt my boy." she's wonderful do you like amy yeah uh, the other thing that i really loved about that movie is that it was such a role reversal we have seen this movie so many times about the bad boy who sleeps around a little bit needs to change his ways and he's lovable but he's just kind of a, a a lech 
it's such an interesting thing when all you do is just reverse the role. So smart. Yeah. yeah really and well and his character was really likable. Oh, Bill um, Hader's character is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And who, I didn't know he could act. I mean, he watched he Saturday Night Live and yeah. he's doing yeah. ske- sketches and bits. But it's like, can he pull off a really layered, you know, believable mm-hmm. character? And he totally did. Did you drive back here 40 minutes just to pick up those glasses? <laughs> I'm not going to give sunglasses out another 30 bucks for these. You know, I could see you working with Amy Schumer, Dan. I'm looking forward to that. I see yeah. that in your future. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. You'll All get right. the movie guys let, bumped. That'll let her awesome. know. I will. I'll let her know. I, quickly, I have to say, the only thing I saw this week, because of the kids, oh. uh, was uh, I Am Chris Farley. Oh, and, yeah, that's uh, great. I watched it uh, on the plane. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and tried not to look like I was watching something sad and tragic mm-hmm. on yeah, the plane, yeah. surrounded by children and all Were these people crying? Going, going to their Thanksgiving dinners. Yeah. It was close. It was touch yeah. and go. My favorite part about it was watching Mike Myers be a, a person yeah. mm-hmm. instead, instead of a character, a character and yeah, watching right. him talk about someone he cared about and felt badly that things went the way they yeah. went. Uh, I thought Odenkirk was the best there because the only guy who, who seemed really angry. I like yeah. that. And well, I think I that's how too. we all feel about uh, Chris Farley's mm-hmm. death. Yeah. Hmm. You know, that's that's a good that's a good doc. Mainly not because of some incredible filmmaking, but mainly because of people involved. Yeah, I think and, that's, and for moments like you said, with that's what it's always about. Is about can you get them to to speak honestly about the thing that only they would know? Right. Yeah. Hmm. Well, we had Joel Murray on the show, and he talked about he it. Got he got pissed he, too. He was a little angry that it yeah. didn't get into his demons far enough and that's a you know fair assessment i just kind of recognize it it's a celebration of chris right they're gonna they allude to it they discuss it but they're not yeah. gonna do a yeah. deep dive on yeah, that i don't issue. know i mean i honestly i thought they talked plenty about it i think yeah. it was first of all everybody walks in knowing that yeah i mean unless you're a kid who never knew who chris farley was and you're going oh what's this then hats off. You watch a lot of documentaries, kid. Um, but, um, but I think everybody walks in knowing that's what happened and that's who he was. Uh, and I think that they they ramped it up, I, th- I thought, in a tasteful way where they said, well, there was always alcohol. Well, there's always drinking. You know, he's a pot smoker. You know, what I mean? And that was that is what happens. You know people like this, that it gets out of control before they know it. But they, they talked about, and I, I thought Tom Arnold, come to think of it, my other favorite moment when Tom Arnold said, look, you know, I've struggled with alcohol and drugs. I've also struggled with weight. And the problem with weight is you work out, you diet, you wake up the next morning, you're still fat. You don't drink, you don't do drugs, you wake up the next morning, hey, I didn't do drink, I didn't drink, I didn't do drugs. You wake up the next morning, you're still fat. And that's hard to overcome because mm-hmm. that takes a long time and that that's ultimately the demon that probably... You know, at least from what Tom was yeah. saying, and I, I thought that was very uh, insightful. Yeah, uh, another Kev. sad moment. I was gonna say Dan, Dan's really uh, <laughs> really us down here. Really brought it up. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, I hit a cat Real. on the way here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, no, 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 it's, it's okay. She had kittens. <laughs> oh, good. They were all there that morning. <laughs> they I think, I think they're was, all there at the time. I think they were hers. <laughs> It's time to end the show the best way we know how with Karen's weekly look at the birthdays of those who make the movies. It's Karen's birthdays. All right. Take it away. But when is Karen going to have a birthday? I know. I should celebrate my birthday. What's going on? All right. Now, this one is a lot of games. So, everybody, uh, put on your thinking caps. Uh, okay. So, let's start off our week of birthdays by wishing a very happy birthday to Mr. Jeff Bridges. Oh, wow. Oh, who can play anywhere from the dude to a star man. We all know Mr. Bridges from Star, some of man. our favorite movies, like <laughs> Iron Man, The Big Lebowski, and The Fabulous Baker Boys. And of course, my fa- one of my favorite movies that I forgot he was in was Fearless. Do you guys oh, remember yeah. that one with Rosie Perez? No. That movie's hardcore. It's so freaky. It's about this plane crash, 
and the, all the different people that survived it and how they deal oh. with it. It had me in tears, and I was thinking that would be a shitty movie to see on a plane. Yeah. <laughs> that would not be the right one. But I was thinking about this, and I realized that he has done so many different kinds of movies. Obviously, he can do comedy, and then he does like True Grit, which was this huge Oscar award-winning movie and all sure. that kind of stuff, right? Where he plays a totally crazy character. And, of course, you guys all love know him. He should have won for Tron, but anyway, they gave it to him for that. But anyway, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> but we all know him as the dude, right? Of okay, course. so... Um, I was looking online, and there's a bunch of dudisms, as you can imagine, from the movie. So I just, and, and of course, Bart is wearing Bart is the wearing Dude Abides t-shirt. So I went and I grabbed a whole bunch of both dudisms and actual quotes from some of the smartest minds out there. The people giving us, okay. like, real so advice. Gandhi or the dude is the yeah, question. That's yeah. really okay. what it is. talk or the dude. So I'm going to give you, I'm going to say the line, and then I'm going to, don't answer, then I'm going to ask you which of the two people it is. Don't, do not let the behavior of others destroy your inner peace. Is that the dude or the Dalai Lama? It's the Dalai Lama. Yeah, I don't Wait recognize that from the movie. Yes, yeah, it's got to be from the movie, right? The Duty Lama. Oh, Dan is the closest. It is from the movie. Oh, what? what? Don't let the behavior of others destroy your inner peace. It wasn't said by the dude. Oh, never said. So right away, a trick question. Trick question. All right. Okay, here we go. I can't be worried about that shit. Life goes on, man. The dude or Marianne Williamson? Well, I think I speak for everyone when I say, who's Marianne? Who's Marianne? Ah, it's the dude. <laughs> She's a self-helpy type. She's a self-helpy oh, okay. type. Very, oh. very sweet. All right. How about this? Here we go. Now, this one you'll know, but it was fun. Wait for me to say the people. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like your opinion, man. Is that the dude or Jesus? <laughs> or hey, the, or Jesus. the Jesus? The Jesus. Oh. <laughs> that would be awesome. It's, it could be the Jesus. that's a tricky Jesus. trick question. Yeah. <laughs> no, which no. Jesus? That is the dude, of that course. That is the dude. All right, this one's tricky. You're not wrong. You're just an asshole. Is that the dude or Dr. Wayne Dyer? <laughs> I'm That's going Dyer, even though I know that. <laughs> yes, it is Dr. Wayne Dyer. And life's a bitch, man. You got to go out, you know, kick ass. The dude or Maya Angelou? Maya Angelou. Yeah. yeah. It is. We duded it up. Did you do it? I duded it up. She actually said life's a bitch. You got to go out, you know, kick ass. That was my Angelou. Uh, and now I'm actually kind of amazed that this happened. It's kismet because it's also Ozzy Osbourne's birthday. Oh, my God. I know. Today, the very day. And Dan loves this stuff. I mean. And we talked about Trick or Treat earlier, which uh-huh. is a different Trick or Treat in. movie. A different Trick or Treat. <laughs> in another Trick or Treat movie. Now, that is a real movie. Soundtrack by Fastway. <laughs> I have I have a poster soundtrack. at home. Every song. That's a great poster. Theater. It's, a good, really it's a good poster. poster. Good well, soundtrack. let's wish Ozzy yeah. Osbourne a birthday today. He's turning 67. Uh, happy birthday. <laughs> but he can, he can play anywhere from the Prince of Darkness to, I'm thinking he'd be great in Krampus. He I would think be so. Yeah. I'm just saying. As the grandmother. <laughs> yeah. No, I have a quick... I have a no quick, one has any idea what the history of Krampus is by the time he's done. Oh, you know, pushes. I don't know what rules to violate in order to bring this thing about. And they, and they, they call him Krampus. What? All right, now we know that Ozzy, apparently he's been in a movie. He performed in um, that Trick or Treat movie yes, as an actor. Yes, he was in Trick or Treat, yeah. All right, but he also has done numerous soundtracks for movies and television shows. Keep in mind, I'm going to throw some TV shows at you. Another game. So, yes, I'll name the show and you tell me if Ozzy's music has been used in it. Now, keep in mind, I do try to be tricky, but some of this is just like, are you 
fucking kidding me. Okay. <laughs> Private parts. But it has oh. to be, yeah. Yeah. Right. He totally. was in that paranoid. He they did the song Paranoid. The Simpsons movie. Sure. No, I'm just kidding with you. <laughs> but how about this Moulin You're Rouge? Wrong, kid. Moulin Rouge? Yeah. No. No, we, I don't think so. It we, was. Children of the Revolution was used in no, Moulin that's not Rouge. Children of the Revolution. Sorry. That's, yes, tell me. That's by T-Rex. That is T-Rex. That's T-Rex. Children of the Grave is Black Sabbath. All right, well but then. That's, we're I close. I got this from IMDb, this but I'm going to go they with you. Fuck, How about. They <laughs> fucked up. We're going to get you on the music, guys. I know, right? How about this? <laughs> Detroit Rock City. Uh. I would hope so. Well, I have kids. a feeling that movie was so low budget uh, they oh, couldn't yeah. afford uh, Black Sabbath. No, oh, Iron Man's great, in that. Oh, is it? Yeah, it is. Great film. How it about is a great film. The barfing at the strip club. <laughs> Come on, that's good stuff. How about Almost Famous? Directed by a friend of the show. Uh, I'll say no. No, it doesn't sound like it that. is. <gasps> I know. I didn't believe it either. Yeah, um, two songs: Paranoid and Sweet Leaf. Mm. Really? <laughs> that sounds like the extended soundtrack. <laughs> All right, here we go. Golden Girls. Huh? Yeah, why not? No, I'm just... (laughs) (laughs) Jumping in. These are the ones I want to be true. How about Dodgeball? Yes, of course. No, it's not. Iron Man, yeah. Nope. Nope. I love you, Dan. He's so good at these games. I love it. All right, the Gilmore Girls. Never saw it. I don't want that to be true. Iron Man was in the Gilmore Girls. Yeah, of course. (laughs) And uh, Sid and Nancy. No. I'm going to say no. Paranoid. Really? Yes. Sure. It's not all sex pistols? <laughs> no. Wow. And lastly, I'm this is probably covered by This is a bonus one, okay? Nomeo and Juliet. Oh, the Nomeo and Juliet. Which Dan had to see. Of course, Black Sabbath. <laughs> <laughs> they use a, I don't know, Dan, crazy train. They probably use crazy train in Dan there. Is sort of, Dan is sort of right because he didn't use music. He actually did the voice of a fawn. Oh, wow. Ozzy did the voice of an Ozzie animated did the character? voice of an animated fawn wow, in Nomeo and Juliet. did you have to see Nomeo yeah, and Juliet? Yeah, I saw Nomeo yeah. and Juliet. It was a, <laughs> a pile, a pile, a pile of several people. <laughs> did you have to see, like, Hoodwinked 2? <laughs> yes, I have to see it all. You know, you, yes, yes. And lastly, Bart. <laughs> yes, you know Karen. how I love it when celebrities sing. It's true, Dan. People stop me on the street yeah. all the time, and they yeah. say, could you tell me two interesting things about Karen? And I say, yeah, first of all, if you shit yourself, she doesn't care. Nope. Second of all... <laughs> She loves when celebrities sing. I do. And I decided this week, instead of like us having fun, laughing at some lunatic doing karaoke, we would just enjoy a little Iron Man from Ozzy because I love Iron Man and I love Ozzy. So there you go. He is a celebrity. This qualifies. Absolutely. As a celebrity singer. You know what's cool about Ozzy's voice is that uh, it's got this great quality to it, but he's like a friggin' piano. He hits every single note right dead on. There's no scooping up to it. There's no trailing yeah, that's off. that's all the glue sniffing Boom. they did back <laughs> in the 60s. He owns every freaking note. Oh, what a great song. Listen to that voice. It's boom, boom, boom. And, and how hip was it? In Iron Man, that they waited to the very oh, end. Oh, I lost my mind. <laughs> it. So and he funny. says at the end of that movie, when he says, I am Iron Man, which is Woo! a huge surprise because in the comics he never revealed his identity. They hit this. So hip. Oh, I used to think it's, well. I thought it was, very I am well. Iron Man. Uh, shit, I had something I thought he said. Has he lost his mind? Can I see or is he blind? Ah, 
I loved this song as a kid because I loved Iron Man. I was like, there's a song about Iron Man? This is crazy. <laughs> hey, that wraps oh, another movie show. I forgot show to mention today. something oh, important. Yes, uh, Thursday, make sure you watch A Very Murray Christmas. Oh. It's going to be on. You can start at Netflix, ne- uh, midnight on Netflix Thursday night. And also, if you'd like to go see Ernie Hudson, Winston Zeddemore, he's going to be the Grand Marshal of the Downey Christmas Parade oh this my Sunday. God. That's fantastic. Paul and I are going to go check that out. There you have Karen's Ghostbusters update of the day. And Karen, not that you care, but the reviews are good for Murray Christmas. Yeah! Oh, of course they are. Take are a break insane? from watching Jessica Jones to watch that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, that's the only reason I saw one movie this week outside of the tree trimming ones because I'm catching up on Daredevil. Saw three episodes. Uh-huh. Of that. Man, that is that's good. Fair. That I, is and really that, good. That is the accomplishment of Marvel. They are not only a company who's done all this crap, but in the same year <laughs> they did. Eight, in the same year they did <laughs> Age of Ultron. I couldn't do Ant-Man, twenty minutes. Daredevil. I couldn't get Jessica twenty minutes Jones. into Daredevil. Twenty minutes. I couldn't give it. Oh, I'll watch incredible. Narcos three times. <laughs> <laughs> but I couldn't watch dar- 20 minutes of Daredevil. That wraps another movie showcast, everybody. Together we're the movie guys. Individually we are. Terrible we can You can follow us on Twitter at The Movie Guys for daily jokes and links. Also on Facebook.com slash The Movie Guys, as well as iTunes, Vimeo, YouTube, SoundCloud, Instagram, all that shit. Thanks to ban- uh, Dan Back. Ban Dakadol. Ban Dakadol. Land Basketball. Land Kakadol. Stand Back and Fall. He's our favorite. Dan Back at all. What do you. Can people follow you on social media? Uh, at Back at all on Twitter. That's it. B A K K E D A H L. That's it. I would like to put in a plug for because we didn't get to it. We ran short on time, but legit is. Yeah, legit is. You have not watched Legit is on Netflix. Please. Come on, Ari. So funny. If you're a fan of. If you're a fan of Jim Jeffries' stand up, go watch it. If you're not. Then tell your enemies to go watch it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Legit. Was... Also, thanks to Steve Scholes for his writing contributions to the show every week. And as always, we owe everything to Pat, Pat Peach. Peach. Next week, uh, Thor fights a giant fish. And the most handsome men alive also become filthy rich in the big short. See you then. Woo! <laughs>